Expanding Your Mind with Grant Hicks, a boundary-breaking show designed to dissect subjects such as spirituality, past lives, hypnosis, the esoteric, ancient history, the universe, energy, extraterrestrials, conspiracies, the earth, and more. Hello and welcome to this week's show. Are our lives predestined or not? And this comes from, <clears throat> well, it's, it's an age-old question, isn't it, really? Are we, are our lives already mapped out for us and, you know, we just go through the motions and then die? Or is it we have free will and we make our own luck? And it comes from... I was speaking to someone yesterday <clears throat> and he was working on a uh, a Rolls-Royce 4x4. I think I've ever seen one before. And it was huge, absolutely freaking huge. You know, he showed me inside it. It's like, God, oh, look at that. That's something else. You know, the private number plate and whatever. I said, God, that costs a bomb, doesn't it? He said, yeah, this guy's got um, Lamborghinis, Ferraris, um, all, all kinds of cars. And he's only 33. I know you're going to say the magic number 33. <laughs> they might have something to do with it. I don't know. But it's like, oh, what does he do then? Oh, he, he owns this blah, 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 this uh, car dealerships and so forth. How did he get there then? How do you get all that? You know, you know, even having a car dealership to have a Rolls Royce four by four, Ferraris, Lamborghinis, this and the other. Um, how'd you get there? And he told me, he said, um, well, this guy, he um left school, no qualifications at all. And it seems to be a pattern here. When people don't do so well at school, they made it really well after school. And he said he was very, very good at maths, at numbers. Numbers, 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 numbers. Can hardly read all right, but numbers is his thing. Okay. And apparently um, when he left school or around that kind of time or a bit, maybe, about, I don't know the exact age, say after school, maybe around 20 or whatever, uh, went to work in a bank. And he was there just doing like dog's body jobs because he didn't have any qualifications. So it's just, you know, the menial jobs. Um, but he loved it because he was very good with numbers. Anyway, this, this is where I mean how fate happens. And it's, it's like a film. It's like, the, like, like a story. Two characters going along like this, and then by sheer chance, boom, they meet. And apparently there was this really, really wealthy um, builder in London, builder into construction, very well off, very, very well off. And he would come into the bank and put, you know, thousands and thousands in that account or thousands in this one, and you know, loads and loads of money, silly money. Anyway. And he's been doing this for years. This, apparently this builder guy's been doing it for years and years and years. Anyway, 
One day, this younger guy, he's working in the bank and uh, I think someone was off sick or something like that. And he just had to fulfill their role for that day or whatever. And this is what got me thinking. Okay, so that person had to take the day off. And then this person steps in. They've got no qualifications and, and the bank managers go, but look, just don't do anything. Just do this. Don't do anything out of the ordinary. You're not qualified. Don't do this. Don't do that. Just do this basic stuff. Okay, all right, no problem. I've got it. I've got it. Don't worry. I can handle it. Okay. Sheer chance. This builder comes in. I say a builder. Might be a bit more than that. And um, he goes up to the counter or wherever, the desk, where this young guy is. And says, oh, I want to put some money in here, there and there. And the young guy looks at it, looks at the accounts and his maths brain is going. He's seeing all the numbers. And he says, oh, he says, uh, but you know what? If you opened up this account and put that money in there and opened up that account and put that money in there and open up this one and put this money in there and do this and jiggle that about and do this that, and the other, um, you're going to make a lot of money just by doing that. He said, what, what do you mean? Because obviously the builder concentrates on building. Maths guy concentrates on the maths. So he explained it again. Put this money, open this account, this special account here, because you've got all this money, put that in there, put, open this account for that money, etc. etc. And wow. Anyway, the manager overheard him <clears throat> come over shouting and screaming at this young guy. Oh, what are you doing? What are you doing? You don't, you know, don't tell him what to do. You know, you know, you're not qualified. You're not qualified to give this advice. You're not qualified. And the builder went. Oh, hold on a minute, I've been banking here for so many years and no one has given me this advice so I can make more money in my accounts without touching it. And the manager kept shouting at this young guy, you shouldn't do that, you're doing rah, rah. And the builder went, do you know what? You, leave the job, come and work for me. Come and work for me as a, an accountant uh, and the young guy said oh, i'm not qualified i've got no qualifications whatsoever i said don't care he goes the books are all online do this do that that's all i need you to do is look for it all and sort it out okay all right i'll do that so he literally left the bank job and went to work for this guy and uh and i think he paid him about twice his salary at the, at the bank maybe more but at the end of the year, because he'd done such a phenomenal job, he gave him a hundred thousand bonus. A hundred thousand pound bonus. <laughs> and that set him on his path. He bought his first car outright, which apparently is a Ford Focus, a diesel Ford Focus, a 1.6 diesel. And apparently. <laughs> That goes in the garage and the Rolls-Royce 4x4, however much that's worth, I have no idea, 150 grand, 200 grand, I have no idea, stays outside. <laughs> but because that was his first car he bought outright, that's his pride and joy, he won't let anyone touch it, won't let anyone clean it, he does it, won't let anyone near it. Amazing, absolutely amazing. Fantastic story, fantastic. 
and, and it got me thinking. So I said, well, does he go around to like schools giving motivational talks and and uh, trying to help youngsters? Because uh, apparently when he was at school, he was told he'll amount to nothing. He will never achieve anything. He's useless. He can't read or write. He'll never get a, a proper job. He'll just do menial tasks for the rest of his life. Now look. And imagine if he'd have listened to that. This is the thing, right? And this is why it's important if you've got children to keep an eye on them, to not let the teachers drag them down. That's the teacher's job. Drag you down. Drag you down. Become a servant. Become a serf. So I said, yeah, yeah, he does a couple of little talks here and there. And um, he said he wanted to go back to his old school. He said, but the headmaster there was so jealous and envious of him making it, he wouldn't allow him to talk, wouldn't allow him to do a talk then. So this guy had to wait till his old headmaster died. Then he reapproached the school and a new headmaster went, yeah, sure, come in and, and, and tell everyone how you did it. That's awesome. That's freaking awesome. But doesn't it show you that jealousy, envy, you may have experienced this. You may be surrounded by people, and this could be friends, family, partners, loved ones, whatever, work colleagues, managers, bosses, holding you back through jealousy. And this is where a lot of people don't achieve their full potential until they go out there and get it. And then many years ago, there's a, an old friend of mine we used to knock about together, go on holiday together. We just, all right, yeah, do you want to go Italy this week? Yeah, all right, yeah, let's go. Book a flight now and we just go because the flights would be dirt cheap. It'd be like 25 pounds to get to Italy. Return. It's like, wow, we just go. We find accommodation out there, hire a car and do whatever. But this guy, I... I I've never known anyone who had so much luck, had so much luck. He'd walk down the road. Oh, it's a £10 note on the floor. Oh, look, there's a, there's a £20 note on the floor. He'd just pick money up. Oh, look. He never worried about a thing. And he said to me, he used to drive a, a limo, stretch limo uh, in London. He had clients who'd take him to London. And he, he said to me, you're, you're never going to believe this, Grant. I said, oh, God, it's you. Yeah, go on then. What are you going to tell me? And he said... I drove the limo into London, into Piccadilly, and parked up while the you know clients were having a meal or whatever. And he said, I had a puncher. Okay. He said, but the thing was, he did Ascot, the horse racing event, the day before. And he had to take out a great big, what we call a trolley jack, the wheel brace, everything. The spare wheel was obviously underneath in the, in the boot area with a trunk if you're an American and so he took all this, the necessary tools out he says I didn't have a jack I didn't have a, a wheel brace and he said he said no word within a lie he said in seconds another limousine pulled up behind him and he said excuse me mate have you got a, a jack and a wheel brace he said no sorry I've, I've, I've only got a jack okay he said and then another limo pulled up behind him and he said have you got a, a wheel brace mate he said yeah, I do, but I don't have a jack. So two separate cars pulled up from different companies, pulled up, one had a jack, one had a wheel brace, within seconds, minutes of each other. And he said, I had that wheel changed within five minutes and done. And uh, 
and he just laughs. He says, oh, he knows he's being looked after. That's what he says. He had a, a brother that died when he was younger. And he believes that, you know, his, or his mum said that his brother's looking out for him. Whatever he could do, he could, you know, it's like a cat, you know, a cat falls off a building, it lands on its feet like that. So that's my question. Are our lives predestined or not? Or is it boiled down to hard work, luck? Is there such thing as luck? Is there such thing as coincidence? Some people don't believe in coincidence. So it all happens for a reason because it's predestined. What do you think? How's your life gone? You know, I'm sure you've noticed that some people, their lives just go swimmingly. There's nothing goes wrong. If it does, it's very minor, very, very minor. Little teeny things like, oh, oh, this has happened. Oh, and it's gone. You know, no biggie. You know, that's my dad. Nothing happened to him. Nothing ever happened to him. He just, you know, he couldn't understand. It's like, oh, this has happened. That's happened. Oh, you're doing it all wrong. You're doing it wrong. And, you know, he wasn't a very supportive dad. But nothing went wrong for him. Everything he did just flowed. And so to him, it's like, well, you must be doing things wrong then if it's not flowing for you. And he was not a believer in the spiritual world. He was not a believer in luck or anything like that um ironically he comes through quite a lot when i want to use my pendulum this is my amethyst one today he comes through quite a lot now so you get some people that their whole life they just cruise through and then others no matter what they do no matter how much effort they put in, how much money they spend on learning new things or trying new things, setting up businesses or doing whatever, is knock after knock after knock after knock to bring them down so they cannot achieve. No matter how hard they try. Does that sound familiar? So what is it? Is there a creator saying, right, okay, you can have uh, luck all your life, this life. You can't. <laughs> and what it reminds me of uh if you've seen the old uh film 1981 clash of the titans great film beautiful film uh obviously based on greek mythology and um it reminded me when i when i was uh, young watching it and it'd be in say heaven or wherever it was and you've got zeus there and you've got all these um little figurines little figurines all over the place and they'd have some on a like a kind of a chessboard you know like they're moving there they do this there and uh, oh, i remember i was doing it and they'd move people into certain positions like oh no now he has to fight this being or whatever now now he has to fight this being and zeus's wife would go <clears throat> after zeus walked off go <clears throat> and uh she'd put something down like a you know a, a magic shield or, or or whatever or invisible cloak you know so it's like showing us that you know these gods or whatever they are whether they're gods other beings that are looking down and going hmm nah, i don't like you so i'm going to give you a crappy life i'm oh, you're a trier you know i want to give you a good life or not a good life i'm going to help you but then you get some triers that don't get help what is it what's it all about is there a oh what was the other film 
Oh man, that's a really, really good film. The 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 it has Terence Stamp in it. Terence Stamp was the baddie in Superman 2. Um General Zod. Is it called the something the I'm sure it begins with I. Investigation Bureau? No, the Adjustment Bureau. That's it. The Adjustment Bureau. Oh, if you haven't seen that, that's a really good film. And what it is, basically, I won't tell you the ins and outs of the film, but the Adjustment Bureau are these people that keep an eye on everybody to make sure they're on the path they should be on. So if they go to meet someone they shouldn't, they kind of, um, I don't know, put a bus in the way or make their car crash or, or do something so they can't do it. And they just go, right, that's done, and they walk off. And then they wear these hats, and these hats allow them to open doors, like normal doors, street door, whatever, open a door, and it goes through to somewhere else, somewhere else in the town or somewhere else. It's like, wow, look at that. So they can just slip in, boom, 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 completely unnoticed. But the guy, I think it was it, is it, um, who's the main guy? Is it, oh, it's not Ben Affleck, who is it? Um, one, of those, one of those kind of actors. Um, no, not Ben Affleck. Who's the one who plays Jason Bourne? Is it him? I'm not sure. It's one of those kind of characters. Ben Affleck, I can't remember their names anyway. Um, anyway. Yeah, so he kind of falls in love with a woman or meets a woman who's just instantly attracted to her. But he's a senator and he's due to be a president or, you know, in the runnings to be a president. That's his path. He doesn't know it, but he's going for it, thinking, yeah, this is where I want to go, I want to go. But the stars say, that's where you're going. You don't know it, but that is where you're going. But by meeting this woman and falling in love with her, he uh, it, it knocks him off his path which means he won't be a president. He won't do fulfill his role. And the Adjustment Bureau go, oh my God, we can't have this. And they do whatever they can to stop him from meeting this woman. You know, he gets the number and he, he, he loses the number. It's like, oh my God, I lost the number. And it takes about a year for him to find her again. And it's, yes, yeah, it just shows you. It's a really good film. So are they showing us something that our lives are predestined? And we may be able to do a little teeny bit. They may open a gate to go, all right, okay, he's tried a lot. Let's open this gate a little bit so I can, oh, there's a bit of an achievement there. Or it's like, no, close, close, close. Red lights all the way, you know? And my nan, many years ago when I was young, she said uh, her belief was we're dealt a certain hand of cards when we're born is how we play it you know some people might put their hand down and go stuff it or they go right i've only got this okay so i'm not going to achieve much in my life but i'm going to do what i can to make my life happy where do you fit in with this where do you fit in has your life gone swimmingly ironically the people whose life has gone swimmingly uh most of them don't see it as that. They believe it's their hard work, their luck, no coincidences, no like, well, you're on this path, they're on that path, and all of a sudden, bonk, there's that meeting, which is the catalyst for huge success.
Is it that uh, if once we pass and our souls are in a spirit world or wherever we go, is it like, no, do you know what? You, you've got to have a hard life, this one. You've got, you've got to have a hard life. You had an easy one last life. You had an easy one last life. This one's going to have to be difficult. Or if you have a really difficult life, they go, right, you know, God, you've done really well there. You survived it. What is it if people, again, this could be another subject. What if people take their own lives because their lives are so hard? And then their lives get reset again and go, no, you've got to go back down. You've got to go through that trauma. That tra <laughs> People don't want to go through the trauma. Yeah, it's, it's horrible. It's really, really horrible. If you look at it from a perspective where you're standing back and observing yourself going through trauma, it's like, okay, is this a spiritual lesson? Do I need to overcome this no matter how painful and, you know, destructive it is? Is this part of my lessons? Is this part of my step up? So that when you pass, do you then go, Ooh, yeah, you did well there in that life. Blimey, we didn't think you were going to make it. We thought you was going to take your own life and have to restart again. You know, like a game. People say it's like a game. So they might go, right, you can now go to this planet where there's no war, where there's no bankers, no politicians, no royals, no pharmaceutical companies, no whatever, and live happily. Maybe there's people trying to tell us this that have passed. They can't get through some kind of barrier. Have you noticed when you get, uh, if you go see a medium or go see a show, that um, when a loved one comes through, they just talk about what they did and what they enjoyed. Yeah, he used to play piano. Yeah, he used to drink a, a pint in the pub every single night of the week. Yeah, he smoked these cigars. And we're like, wow, yeah, yeah. It's just like repeating, repeating, repeating. Rather than asking them, where are you now? Where are you right now? What are you doing? What have you learned since you've passed? No one asked these questions. When I used to ask these questions in the, these workshops and, and, and these demonstrations, you'd get shut down. You'd get completely shut down. You know? So what is it? Are our lives predestined or not? Let me know your thoughts. All right. Take care, guys. See you soon.